Welcome to What Is Goat. I'm John Seven Mappalillo. I'm here, as always, joined by Jamie Fry. Yo, what up? <laughs> That's your official intro. That's how I intro up. myself. <laughs> Yo, what up, internet? Uh, it's me, <laughs> Jamie. We have a very special guest with us today as well, the co-lead singer of No Ice, Jamie's band, as well as the creator and editor-in-chief of Suffragette City, Gwen Galitzer. Hi. Oh my God, it's me. It's you. Wow. <laughs> You made me sound really important. Uh, you know, we do it. <laughs> Very can. important. Today we are talking about uh, one of the top-selling bands of all time, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee and recent Oscar Award winners, Queen. Queen are in, um, in terms of group sales. I looked this up earlier. They're in a big four with the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, and Pink Floyd. So those four bands are the bands that have sold the most records of all groups in the history of music. So they're, they have that distinction. Now they have this biopic, which seems like it's among the more, if not the most successful rock biopics. Did anyone else see the movie? I saw the movie. I did not see the movie. I did not either. I did talk to my mom today about how she watched the movie on a plane and she loved it. I saw it with my father. <laughs> mom approved. <laughs> my dad also loved it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, though I think biopics are bad. I had heard they took like a lot of like liberty on his life story, though. It was a little Disney. And no, the, the gayness unfolds in the movie, but not how it should have. <laughs> it should have. The middle of the movie should have been like X-rated. Like this is it was it was simply too nice. I want to see you recut it, movie. <laughs> I'd like to recut this movie with um, NC-17 version. <laughs> I think that would be better. It was an enjoyable movie about the power of rock and the power of Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury is probably regarded as the best, best performer, the best white vocalist. I was going to say. Well, I don't me, think we get... I don't think he's regarded as as like Michael Jackson or Stevie Wonder. But I can't think of a white singer that is more universally revered as Freddie Mercury. And he I should think it goes probably. beyond singing, though. Freddie Mercury is the, one of the best live performers ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, that, beyond like his vocal abilities, like the big part of him live is like him, like the larger than life character that he is on stage. Well, let me let me ask, since it seems fairly apparent where you two stand, would you Gwen, you are a big Queen fan. Love it. Love Queen. Jamie. I grew up listening to Queen. I think Queen are great. I may pose the concept that Queen are a bit overrated in some factors i will fight you i i will <laughs> i will stake my claim that i am not a queen fan and one of my uh only memorable associations with queen is one night many years ago outside of freddie's bar in brooklyn i made the mistake of telling gwen i don't like queen and you You're proceeded to, to <laughs> berate me <laughs> For a very long time, basically just repeating the words idiot asshole yeah. over and over <laughs> and that. over again. Uh, so as soon as we started this podcast, one of the first things I thought was we need to have Gwen on so she can continue that. Parade John, <laughs> idiot asshole. <laughs> They're the best. I don't know how like as a rocking lead guitarist yourself, you cannot love queen fair that's a really good point and no one appreciates a rock and guitar like this guy and i think it's because i don't associate that with them at all i well, associate <laughs> i associate piano i associate grandiose vocal performances and all these things and you're right that is part of it but 
for someone like me exactly for someone like me who hears it on the radio that's not what i hear today i i dug in a little bit more especially to the earlier works and for that kind of stuff, I was into it. I, some Hell of the yeah, stuff, sheer heart attack, sheer heart attack, awesome. One of the like best records of those all time. kinds of things. Fat bottom girls, like anything like that. That's like capital R, pump your fist. I was like, oh, this I'm into. Yeah, well, they're like kind of metal on their earlier Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, I didn't realize that at all. Yeah, the first bit of Queen kind of belongs in the area with like Black Sabbath and yeah. Thin Lizzy. Totally. The Who, to a degree, with the Who were doing the '70s, big heavy riff rock. The piano is there, but not. The second half of Queen's career definitely has the piano instance kind of come to the forefront. But also only on the live recordings. I'm not live recordings, sorry. When on the records, there's a lot of piano. But when they would play live, Freddie Mercury, like he would write the songs on piano, but he didn't like playing piano because he was stuck behind it. He wanted to be like out front. So like he started delegating a lot of the piano lines to Brian May to play. And then you have like a lot of the stuff like... um. Uh, love of my life which is like the be- most beautiful love song and when they do it live it's like brian may on like a 12 string or something yeah they have that zeppelin three like acoustic like uh my favorite queen song is probably 39 from um a night okay. at the opera which is like this weird narrative about like going back in time to find your lost love or something and it's like a duet between brian may <laughs> And Freddie Mercury with his really echoey vocals and this kind of like strange, like, so, like, like halfway science fiction, halfway folky kind I of feel. I think it's really funny. That's your, that's probably my least favorite song on that record. I love that song. I think, I it's, think it's gorgeous. A good song, but not my favorite. Love of My Life is like, is so brilliant. It's the most heart wrenching. When I was, I started listening to Queen when I was like 13. And, Probably like by 14, I had like my first like real heartbreak. Like (laughs) I would listen to that song on repeat, just like hysterical. And it really like is a song that truly gets down to like, like the feelings of like, that's what Queen is all about. It's like they really cut into like that true like heart feeling yeah it's I love incredibly them so much i'm like john is like laugh smiling at me right no, now <laughs> I, I no i i agree and and you guys know we we've been friends a long time like there are people who get off on hating stuff i'm not like that i i want to get into as many things as i can hopefully through some of this i want to hear you know what the other side is what somebody gets out of this because obviously tons and tons millions and millions of people across the world get a lot out of this well you know it also though it is weird that queen kind of took off like on the radio at all because like when you look at like their tracks like they're not like a radio band it is really strange music it is really weird there's lots of like there's lots of songs that are like four five six seven eight minutes long that have like all these weird kind of parts where like there's tracks where like all of a sudden all the instrumentation cuts out and it's just like five part harmony and then it comes back and it's like a totally different song than when it started like they have all these weird ragtime and like classical influences like it doesn't really make sense that they were popular based on like the radio format it seems like it could have only happened in the 70s. Yeah, when like you would listen to a whole album. There yeah. is no way that they could ever have been successful now. They did arrive in the most indulgent time for rock and roll. Yeah. And by the time punk arrived, they had kind of veered from that a little bit mm-hmm. to like they were like a, like a, a pop group by that time. In the credo of punk, it's like, oh, we're really tired of these like 
like over expansive like um you know like long long-winded solos long like big arrangements like some people thought that that kind of thing like sucked the soul out of rock and roll i don't think so in queen's example but i would say stuff like that like they do veer to progressive rock yeah. At times. Well, Queen, though, has like subversive lyrics going on. Like even if they have like the more traditional kind of like, you know, lead rock guitar lines and like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, big arena sound or whatever. Like they also like are singing a lot about like being outsiders or they're singing about like crushing the man. You know, they have like a bunch of songs that I think actually it sounds like they're talking about like crushing like capitalist society. But I think it's actually this them talking about their manager. <laughs> but like <laughs> I think like there was like some Freddie Mercury like interview about like um, death on two legs. It's like all it's about their manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this soul sucking like suit. But it also like, you know, it applies, you know, kind of a little bit of like a, a punk ethos to it. And even and it's ironic because, yeah, it, the ethos is that way. And the presentation and arrangement is the total opposite. You know, it feels very yeah. um, sweet and tender. And even when it's wild, it's wild in a sort of a, a theatrical way, not in a like grimy way. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's But I will say this. They also still were like, in a way, kind of doing some DIY shit. There's like tracks um, on Night at the Opera with a harp on it. And Freddie Mercury recorded all the harp parts. He doesn't play harp and like went in and like figured out it was like chord by chord to like figure out like just playing one chord at a time to like record harp for like the whole song, which I think that's pretty punk rock. Yeah. I mean, his talent is superhuman <laughs> as a musician and really all of them. They're one of the only bands where 100 percent of the members wrote a hit song for the band. Even um, bass player Deacon wrote a. Uh, you're my best friend and uh oh yeah and another one bites the dust right and oh, he right. wrote that also yeah. yeah that's in the movie there's like some really canny part where the band's about to break up and then like the bass player starts playing that bass line and Ugh, i was like oh, I that's, where, that's where all the it's good like isn't it and then they like write the hit song he's like i'll have this song you know it's like one of these really corny moments uh in in that movie the bass playing is something that maybe has stood up the best i mean when you hear that stuff there there's always so much conversation about brian may and and freddie mercury obviously they're stars but i mean the bass playing it's like where where would music be without the beginning of another one bites the dust or under pressure, under pressure. Yeah. i mean yeah. I mean, hip hop might not even exist in the way we know it without a lot of that stuff. Or, or um, do you remember, Jamie, like years ago, we went and saw this documentary about um, New York in, in 77. And Grandmaster Kaz was talking about how literally when they were creating what would become hip hop, unbeknownst to them, they were having block parties. And the thing they would do is they would each have a sound system and they would literally battle back and forth to see who could be louder. And they would play We Will Rock You back and forth across a schoolyard <laughs> to see like who is a bigger badass, you know? And it's like, you could never have predicted that, you know, this would be happening in, in the Bronx and in Queens like 10 years later. We but. used to sing we, we Will Rock You on the school, bu school bus, definitely. <laughs> That's something yeah. that really happened. I think like, that was a like universal like, thing. Yeah, everyone did that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know though, like you can't shit on Brian May. Like you just can't. <laughs> like I definitely also like, Queen was a band that like when I got into it, like I hadn't heard any other stuff like that. And it was a band that like I instantly loved and was the first time that like I had ever had an experience where I was like some, I was like, I think actually I was at Mr. Pizza, RIP, 
on, on 14th and 8th. <laughs> and they were the over the radio came on a Queen song. Except I didn't, I had never heard the song before. And it was the first time I ever had heard a song and knew what band it was before, just based on the guitar line. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been uh, Fat Bottom Girls or something like that. And like I had only heard um, Night at the Opera at that point. And it was like, I heard it and I was like, oh my God, I know this band. This is Queen. Like, I can't believe there's Queen music. I'm on 13. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe there's Queen. Like, I haven't heard. Because <laughs> like, all right. I've heard is like my dad's record that he right. has. And that's the one record he He's has. Like, that's all there could be. Yeah. But like, you know, while his style is definitely like not a current sound that you really hear people like imitating anymore. Like that super iconic. There's like very few guitarists that like you can hear isolated from the rest of the band just have their own signature sound that really stands out and like makes that band. Like I would say the sound of Queen is Brian May and Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And I I think you're right. But it's weird at the same time that like basically what I, I initially would think of would be the opposite because you're right. The guitar is incredibly recognizable but then you have something like we will rock you where there's literally no guitar for a very long time and so many of their hits are like that when oh, you think that of anticipation is so sure, good sure that's, but right that's an incredible moment in music where you're like what the fuck is this song this is nothing right you know what i mean you're like this is like kind of so silly and then the entrance of the guitar justifies the whole track i think totally that's, i think that is exactly the type of like grandiosity that maybe you hate but that makes queen so good yeah there's not a lot drama in music there's not a lot of subtlety in queen no they are not about being subtle i'd say like the other thing that's equally important to the brian may and freddie mercury for the sound of queen is the production of queen the production techniques that they're using across all of their records is very weirdo and like something that you see a lot now especially like in current pop music now with like a lot of these like ultra layered vocal takes and lots of like delay effects happening like um living in the lap of the gods and that's a song where like it's got this big swell of vocals at the beginning it it sounds like it's gonna be one of these big songs that like they usually do and like the piano comes in kind of plinky and then like everything drops out and it's like a super weird like ultra low register delayed vocal on it's so fucking weird but it like you listen to it now and it kind of like sounds like something you'd hear like a lord track or something <laughs> you know with like that real spacey vocals that like kind of sound or something you'd hear like on a like on some like trap song where it's like that weird kind of underwater vocal effect almost like that's fucking awesome one of the biggest bands in the world is a uh, queen rip boss muse yeah yeah, Muse is like I guess that's true. Muse is like an similar. awful band where they're like, let's take Queen and then like put a little Radiohead on right. the Queen. Yeah. And then put a little Metallica, like a, a little bit of, of Coldplay. But like they they do that. There's like if you ever listen to Muse, there's yeah. like nine thousand vocals on yeah. one song. It's like very yeah. pointedly and then the like classical kind of influence or whatever. For some reason I had always put queen into the same part of my brain and musical taste that was occupied by elton john and billy joel and i don't like any of those three because like, you're thinking of it like big stadium yes bands. big broad piano music that's very informed by sort of theater um and but but amongst those three i, I want to go back to what you guys were saying because the other two lack any of that sort of 
prog rock, heavy rock, any of that experimentalism. And I think Elton kind of rocks, but that's a different episode of <laughs> right. the podcast. I different think episode. <laughs> different episode. But you know what I'm saying? Obviously, qu- when you look at those three and you were saying, it's kind of insane that Queen became a huge popular radio act. It is no yeah. wonder why Elton John or Billy Joel were. It makes perfect sense. They're yeah. logical hit radio acts. But Queen is definitely Their most popular song is nine minutes long and it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But in my mind, it's still there. there is some through line. And I think there's something that connects them all that doesn't do it for me. And I guess part of that is the theatricality. You know what I think? It, I think beyond the theatricality, maybe it's because like they're just not taking themselves that seriously. Possibly. You know, like, I mean, it is kind of funny to have like this big, like machismo lead guitar, like, bow, 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 right. and then like, and then like it cuts into like a ragtime song right. about like, you know, like your lost love. From they're like- an example <laughs> of camp in music. In yes. yes. Yeah, but that's yeah. like why they're. If you don't like that, so you probably good. don't like Queen. Yes. That you know, is, like, you like hit fat, the fat Bottom Girls is kitschy. Bicycle yes. Race is kitschy. But I would Crazy say Little that. Crazy Thing Called Love is a kitschy Elvis kind of I would say that you know? these are not their best songs. I look at like the Queen Greatest Hits record and I'm like, oh, these are songs that like, these are not the songs I want to listen to. Like the deeper cuts are where it's fucking at and i really love that like i mean this is also a thing that i can imagine is something that you don't like about them Mm -hmm. is i really love that like they are constantly referencing themselves Mm -hmm. and they're like their albums like like sheer heart attack specifically and like queen 2 really they are like full concept albums my okay right like love of my life what i was talking about before is my favorite right on the album before um they have the song uh lily of the valley and it's basically the same song and it's beautiful and it's sweet and it's heartfelt. And it also has those like um, incredible, like soaring vocals and it's very pared down and it's definitely a different song. But when you listen to them next to each other, you can hear like him referencing himself in mm-hmm. it and like almost continuing the stories like lyrically as well. I love that shit. <laughs> that's why I love ELO too, because like I'm such a sucker for that. Like, we will have you back me... for the ELO episode. Oh, and I will like really, ELO, John, right? I will table flip for ELO. I literally <laughs> see. Here's the thing, I can I can't even like name you an ELO song. So I I, I don't know a that, lot of hits as well. I don't know that I would go as far as to say I don't like ELO just because it's John, just not I on my radar. John, I guarantee you're out at the club. ELO comes on. <laughs> you're gonna start doing a little dance. You can't stop stomping your little foot. They always play it Those right after Gold lines. Digger. Yeah. Both, <laughs> to me, both these bands represent a certain um, wave of rock mm-hmm. and roll, which was like you kind of have the uh, like the British Invasion sort of wave, which is. Um, Connected to the working class, kind of, and um, still very black music um, influenced. And then you have like the full on hippie wave. And then after that wave is the ambition of the music business and like Jeff Lynne and like Freddie Mercury and, and Brian May, like people like that. They wanted to take something like the Beatles or the who and that kind of music and bring it to it's like most like humongous expansive vision which is very very creative and very ambitious and deserves a lot of credit however i think it alienates half of the other ethos <laughs> when you're doing it they are they play so big right a hundred percent of the time 
when you kind of I mean, like, you have to it, when you're playing to an audience of 20, like <laughs> right, 200,000 right, people, right. a million people right. watching think, you on TV. I think something you could maybe argue against that thing, even though I, I, when that thing is working, it's absolutely fantastic. When it's not working, you could make fun of it. Right. There's no reason not to. I just to. like, I can't make fun you of know. Queen though. Like I, I, I can't look at it and be like, it's not working. Well, even for me, like here's, <laughs> here's where I think that that divides because I, even though I'm not a fan, I don't really think there's anything to make fun of personally because objectively the musicianship is at an insanely high level yes. and the the hit making potential is at such a high level i will say in terms of personal taste there aren't those moments of something minimalist this is maximalist music yes it's at 11 the entire time well it's because i think even more i mean obviously they're being influenced heavily by like the beatles and everyone but like i think that even more so what they're what Queen is influenced by, and I would say ELO too, is uh, is like classical music and looking at it more from like an orchestra's point of view. And like they're using their voices as instruments like you would in an opera, right? You're having like a lot more dynamics happening between like the vocals and the piano or things dropping out or things coming in. And like everything is huge because it's done in more of a classical style that's kind of why they're so awesome. And it's also why they're so poppy too, because like they're referencing all of these, like, like all of these songs that like, you know, like they're referencing a lot of like, you know, Mozart and like, and like classical shit. That's just like engraved in your brain. And yeah. you're not even realizing that you recognize these songs. And then they're kind of thrown in a little bit of that, which I can see totally. It's like alienating yeah. in a way. There is that element of pastiche, which I mean, they're called Queen. Right. Like <laughs> you hear Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's say you're hearing it for the first time as a, you know, maybe you're a kid and you even a kid knows all of a sudden we're in an opera section. That's yeah. it's they they knew what they were doing. But then once your brain says, wait a minute, I'm listening to a rock song or a pop song and there's an opera section. Then you immediately make the decision. Which side am I on? Do I like that there is an opera section in the middle of a rock song, or is that super fucking weird? And I am not into this. And for me, that was the latter. But for most people, I know it's the former. I mean, a lot of their other songs, even on the same record, are like very different from that. Sure. But yeah, they still all have a theatricality. And I think it's even more prevalent, like how theatrical they are, because on the same record, you have like this operatic shit, you have like this ragtime song you have like a blues song you have like they have an actual metal they song. have an actual yeah. metal song yeah i think like that is like kind of like the humor of them you know like they're like they're like this is all the same and i yeah. and i give i give a lot of credit to for any band that is really swing for the fences and i mean there's no yeah. there's no half stepping with queen it's just like well, we're gonna might, do everything i might see that their later records are a little lazy how later? when we get like to like magic and okay jazz and the last few i'm not like very familiar with this stuff because i never liked it uh but I think a lot I of it you on that a they bit. get a little muzak it's at a certain they, point they lose the, the when the later records they're losing the metal there's edge. no metal on those yeah. records and the that's metal why they're kept not them honest <laughs> yeah. i really think because there's something like like i want to break free is a good song but i do not want to listen to an album of i want to break free and then like some of these like body language i don't know they have like some songs that are like don't rock or maybe a little pandery to mtv let me pose a question since you since you brought it up queen get discussed in all sorts of goat conversations how famous they are they have as many hit singles as most bands 
but they're not often part of the discussion strictly on albums. When you when you are talking the greatest albums of all time, Queen are not necessarily part of that. Are they truly as great as they may be to fans like you guys? Are they a singles band? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will say they're not a singles band, but at the same time, if I had to choose like of that type of genre, like greatest album of all time, ELO would be Queen, I think. Mm. From start to finish, out of the blue, perfection. Mm. Whereas on, um, and this is something actually that my dad would probably argue me on, on like Night at the Opera, right? Their biggest record. I always skip uh, I'm in Love with My Car. Always. <laughs> like it's a song that I could never like, I'm like, yeah, it has a really rocking guitar line. And like, it's, but it's like, I can never get it. And I would argue with my dad about this. Cause he'd be like, no, he's like, it's amazing. He was like, this is a song. It's a love song for his car. And that fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't drive and I don't have a car. So I have never driven and I have no relationship to that. And I can't relate in any fucking way. <laughs> so that's like, yeah, like, even though I love this record to death and I love the band to death, there are tracks on their records that I will skip. I think Sheer Heart Attack is my favorite of the Queen records because that one, like, there really isn't a track that I'm skipping on it. Mm -hmm. It's also a band I've been listening to, like, since I was 13. And, like, in high school, like, on repeat, on repeat for, like, at least a solid year, I listened to nothing but Queen. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of, um, if we're, if we're coming up with criteria... For the goat, I mean, we've talked about specific albums, but today we're talking about an entire body of work. Is a prerequisite for being the goat that you have to have at least one, if not two, absolutely perfect records front to back? I don't think so in ter in, in Queen's case because of the performance factor, which I think is an enormous part of that. Yeah, and I think I think goat. if they had no studio records and had only live records and only like live video, you would have to call them one of the best mm. rock bands ever. Yeah. Like based on their live aptitude, absolutely. Yeah. That's something you can't beat. And again, like Freddie Mercury as a singer beats about everybody. Yeah. There are very few people you can even put in the class with him. You know, they got like the guy from Bad Company, Paul Rogers, to do it <laughs> at a certain point. It's like no you know, bad company isn't even like a good band like how could they even you know <laughs> like no one could do like it's the type of thing where like no, no one, one yeah could do it no one could do what he did he was an an absolutely unique performer who is if he's not if he's not the best front man ever he's certainly in the top five or ten so so that would put them pretty high are they the to me? See, to me, they're not the most profound band who ever lived. They're definitely way more clever than Bad Company and other <laughs> hard rock bands. Yes, like their lyrics are not totally stupid, but they're not totally not stupid. They're not not ridiculous. Yes, they are. They ridiculous. are extremely ridiculous. But it seems you like know. they have a handle on that. That's yeah. part of it. It's not accidental. They're a full aesthetic. They're not a halfway aesthetic. The no. Who are kind of a band that takes themselves seriously sometimes and yeah. then decides that they're comic yeah. other times. And you know what? A lot of those records are really uneven. Mm -hmm. Queen have full commitment to that same idea, like like Tommy, Who Sell Out, or whatever. Like that kind of thing that the Who innovated on, I think they took more seriously and went further with in that kind of musical, campy yeah. direction of rock and roll. That being said, they're not the most profound music 
ever and like i would never like compare the profundity of them to something like leonard cohen or Joni mitchell or neil Young. so does that well, take something away it's from a them. different thing it's a totally different thing it depends you're talking on your about, value system yeah because that like Joni mitchell like that you're, you're talking there and leonard cohen you're talking about lyricists you're talking about like heart-wrenching story i'm talking about profundity in music can you reach profundity through being tongue-in-cheek or being campy or comical? Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, I think that Ray I Davies so. and Pete Townsend do. And I think that Queen, when they're really good, do also. I'm not saying that they they are not prof- I mean, Love of My Life is a tearjerker. Absolutely. I cannot song, listen to that song without that crying. That song, 39, <laughs> that you don't even like, I think is very I do like it, just not my favorite on the But you know what I mean? That, yeah. that is a, they have their, like, gripping moments. And then they also have their moments that are as stupid as ACDC or Motley Crue. Or hey, you Def watch Leopard. your mouth about ACDC. Yeah, you know I mean? like, they, have the, they have their certainly not profound moments you guys, You guys just don't like serious music like I do, such as ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> I think to be the absolute best, you must be profound maybe on a level that queen or not i would but I think say, they're very close i would say that queen as a group goat mm-hmm. but i'm not sure if i would pick out a queen record as goat i think it would make into a qualifying goat round but they would probably <laughs> lose to yellow Ooh, i can't wait till we do the bracket of goat <laughs> oh my god march madness <laughs> goat madness <laughs> So you talked about the uh, period of Paul Rogers. So let's talk about legacy a little bit. There's there's the obvious Queen legacy that everybody knows. Then there's a posthumous period. It includes some albums that are free of Freddie Mercury. Then you have Paul Rogers. And now for the last seven or eight years, I think it's been, they have Adam Lambert from American Idol as their lead singer. It is not Queen without Freddie Mercury. End of story. Like, Agreed? no discussion. It's not. You, I no. think they've done themselves a tremendous disservice and must be very hungry for money. And, in <laughs> fact, I watched some of the Oscars this year, and watching them play the Oscars with Adam Lambert made me think they were not cool. Mm. And that's the truth of the matter. In the same way as the Beatles have a thing where they all meet the uh, trustees of the Beatles um, organization, they're like, how do we sell Beatles records this year? They do Cirque du Soleil Beatles. They mm-hmm. do the Across the Universe musical. <laughs> they do the Beatles rock band, et cetera. So they're like trying to, they're like trying to make this music relevant, you know, on, for some now? cultural means, but mostly for financial means. And it's really hard to watch. They used to do stuff with the Foo Fighters, which was corny, mm-hmm. but at least those guys are rockers. You know, the Adam Lambert queen. I just cannot get behind be, it. It at should all. be stricken from the record. Yeah, agreed. You know, there's, there, there's, there's no, no following that act. There's no following it. Like a true, real icon. Like, and the great, the greatest, like not only the greatest singer, but the greatest performer with like more charisma than like anyone could ever muster. And like, how could you ever watch a recording of him perform and be like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, like no, what nobody, an asshole. No, you no, can't yeah. do that. No one else can do that. Yeah. I yeah. often think, um, and maybe you guys can speak to this too as a musician and as a songwriter, in the pantheon of all the music you love, all the songwriters you love, the performers, I feel like you can split it cleanly into two groups. And one is music you love, and there's no way you'll ever come close to that arena. And then there's music you love where you feel like, 
I could do this. You know, I can make, <laughs> I can play that well. Yeah. I can write a song that's that good, you know? And, and certainly I don't even like Queen, but certainly anything Queen does is, is part of that category of no one's going to touch this. You can't no. sing like that. You can't write these opera. You can only do it once. In fact, it can yeah. only, it, it's, it's interesting because Jamie, you were talking about, you know, lineages of, of um, American music, of black American music, these types of things. There's certain kinds of music that, will live on and in a sort of progression people will keep trying to do their version of it rock music hip-hop jazz there's a continuum of people adding to that story or maybe taking away from that story but then there's music like queen where it's like this can only work once you can't have another band that goes oh well we're going to incorporate aspects of theater and ragtime and opera and metal and blah 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 and have it work at all it only happens once there definitely are bands that are still doing stuff that's like definitely heavily influenced by that certainly i don't know? mean i don't mean not influenced but you'll never hear another song like bohemian rhapsody and have the same reaction because now no. your reaction will be oh this is like bohemian rhapsody but the first time you hear bohemian rhapsody you go what the fuck is happening yeah you know what i mean i think there's a merit to that but i don't know that that makes it good no i i think <laughs> that i think that they're kind of the vision that ambitious vision of rock and roll as like this humongous thing is fucking dead. And I think that that Bohemian Rhapsody movie as a success, it just proves that it's dead because we live in a retrospect where we are like a retrospective era for that kind of thing. You know, if, yeah, if Queen came out in the eighties, they would have been like a really technical Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. They would not have been, an opera metal folk No, I think band. they probably would have been like a hair or metal band. Or a hair band. metal band. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, both things are really, both things are canny in a way that Queen are not. Queen are distinctly ambitious beyond style music. They didn't pick a style mm-hmm. because they were too ambitious to stick with, with one. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to move past all the time. I will you know? say this though, that another vote for Queen as GOAT is that I think that because of how iconic their so- their their sound is, and also because of like how feel good their music is, like even their downer songs, like are like they sound good. Like, no, they're, they're not. Pretty. They're never they're truly never depressing. Going, they're never. Yeah, and like because of those reasons, I think that they're a band though that like will will like live throughout history. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's any like losing in history. Certainly, this band. I think that kind of makes them goat because. That means that they were very important, you know? Well, think about this big four that I mentioned at the beginning. Is that, okay, you have like the Beatles, right? Will be a cultural touchstone forever, even if yeah. people don't necessarily listen to their records. Led Zeppelin, as long as weed exists, Led Zeppelin <laughs> and Pink Floyd will sell records. Yes. Absolutely. Like right now, as we record this podcast, a 14 year old just tried pot and is listening to <laughs> Zeppelin or Floyd. And <laughs> saying this is. <laughs> is the best and queen live in the sports arena they will like i guarantee as long as sports exist we will rock you we are the champions we'll be played and people will shazam queen i would actually say that as long as the video footage exists yes of them performing that queen will stay as like an important touchstone of music history they might be the best example of arena rock in the history of of rock there's something that's really interesting to the the situation you guys just brought up those big four those things that may have them live on 
they're things other than a simple listening experience strictly. They're tied to cultural events. They're tied to performative abilities. They're tied to drugs and coming of age. I know one of Jamie's favorite uh, writers is Chuck Klosterman. He has a great essay about what if in the future rock music is not popular music? What if rock music exists? We are in the future. We're right already now. there. We're getting there. What if rock music exists Whoa, in the way that classical or jazz exists today, which is something yeah. you would go to school and you would take classes to learn about? Perhaps it's not something that the majority of people listen to. And yeah, I really, I 100% think that's what's happening. Right. We're and already if, there. If we're going in that direction, that's where we're we're at. That the case you made, Jamie, is the case of who will survive. It's the things that are not necessarily just strictly hit songs that people listen to on the radio because we won't be doing that anymore. It's the things that are tied to something bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the hugeness of these rock bands is that they're so huge, they're in the air in other elements. Is there a risk? Can your legacy be harmed by going too far, by the types of things you're talking about, by Cirque du Soleil, or in the case of Queen, can it be harmed by putting all these other singers into place? And if it hasn't been harmed yet, is there a point at which it can retroactively? I think that in terms of like licensing your music to cheesy stuff, yeah, that can do harm to it, especially when like the current generation, the further it gets removed, right, from the generation that made it, and it's more and more of a, like a historical fact, and then it's like, like oh i associate that sound with this cheesy thing and you're kind of missing out on what it actually was in terms of like replacing freddie mercury an irreplaceable person with someone who is not even remotely as good like again different band like i don't think anyone could listen to anything with adam lambert and say that that sounds like queen mm-hmm. you know because that's it's just it's like it's like it's music like you were saying yeah. like it's not it's soulless and like that's why that's just why Freddie Mercury, like it just you like what an idiot fucking move that was. Like, <laughs> so dumb. You know, I wonder if 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 even though they're doing it and embracing it on one level, they the guys in Queen have what you're saying in the back of their head because they haven't actually released any new music with him. Maybe to them they feel like, well, that's a bridge too far. No, they probably they, think they, they're being hip and they're just really out of touch because they're mm, old. No, I bet that they're just like, let's just make some money. Mm. Like, they're just making some money, and they want to play. Like, I think they might think that that's cool as, like, Adam... I How keep wanting to say Adam Levine, could... which would be so. That would be so. Oh, no. Can you imagine? That would make me want to cry. <laughs> there is just like, how could they think it was cool? I don't believe it. Like, they're still like, I don't give a shit if they're old. They're still fucking rock and roll. There's no way that they were like, it was like their idea. Like, let's get the dude from Amer- like American Idol to be in our awesome rock and roll band. Maybe Brian May's just sitting at home like every Wednesday on his phone he texting to American Idol. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> no, I'm like certain that it was like some like their manager or some of that. Like, listen, guys, we're not making any money. We really need to make some money. Like, we could license your stuff. Maybe they thought licensing sounded lame, and they're like, we could put it back together, and you guys can <laughs> tour around. They're like, at least we're playing. I mean, at that point, it's know. just like you're just you're like yeah, like you're saying they're not writing new music. They know, they know it's fucking lame. Like, yay, no. (laughs) (laughs) Did we cover everything, guys? I think we did. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, Apple Music or Google Play. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at WhatIsGoatPod. We've been posting these little companion playlists there um, for each episode. You can follow along with some of the stuff we talked about. 
Also, on our Nirvana episode, we mentioned the band Big Cheese, uh, and along with all her other credits, Gwen's in that band as well. Um, and they have a great new single out. It's called Golden. Uh, so go check it out at bigcheeseband.bandcamp.com. Once again, bigcheeseband.bandcamp.com. You can check out the new single. The full length is coming out in September. This has been What is Goat. We've got Gwyn Gallitzer, a special guest. Thanks, Queen guys. is Goat. Thanks for coming. Queen is Goat. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.